you listening in tonight. I trust that you'll be blessed. We're on the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Also, I'm on some other radio programs. If you will uh, send me your email address, I will add you to the mailing list and I will contact you when I'm going to be on the radio again. Uh, Tonight, I want to share with you a message that God has given me on pride. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but we're all full of pride. Uh, pride is the greatest uh, greatest sin, and tonight uh, we want to be talking about how to overcome pride, how to conquer pride, and basically I'll just tell you up front, it's when we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow the Lord. Denying ourselves means that we choose God's way over our way according to the word of God, and that's how pride is conquered. Our problem is we all want our own way. I am discovering that that's not a good way to go. In fact, pride has been the major sin of my life, and I'm sure if you would be honest, you could say it has been the major sin of your own of your life. And I want to pray before we start. And uh, when we get through with a message, if anybody wants personal prayer, you can call in to 646-595-4784. And don't forget to press 1, and you can have personal prayer. And we'll do that at the end of the program. And so, But I want to pray before we start. And I want to say this. Each month I will be uh, talking about principles of the overcoming life. Um, the Lord has, uh, he, by his grace, has shown me how to overcome many obstacles in my life. You know, God's the answer from, for all of our problems. Um, And so, uh, Lord, we just come before your throne, Father God, and we thank you that you're the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe and everything in it. Lord, I thank you that we have nothing to fear when we're walking in obedience to you. Lord, I ask you to pour your grace out upon every listener. I pray, Lord, that the word of God will do the work that it does. You said you sent your word to heal us. And so tonight I pray, Lord, that your children and myself included will be delivered of the spirit of pride and of wanting our own way. And, Lord, we pray you pour your grace out upon us. I pray, Lord, for the truth that sets each person free. Lord, I pray the eyes of every heart will be enlightened. I loose upon your people listening in, Lord, the fear of the Lord, the conviction of sin, and a spirit of repentance. And, Father, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you, O God. I ask, Lord, that you anoint ears to hear 
Uh, I ask you to dig out, excavate, and, uh, and irrigate each person's ears, Lord, so that we can truly hear what it is that you have to say to us tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you to cover every person who's listening into this program uh, tonight or in the future with the blood of Jesus. I ask you to send forth your ministering angels to minister to each person, Lord, who's listening in. In the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit that would irritate people with the word of God. I bind every spirit that would not confess Jesus Christ as Lord. I bind you, Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places from every person who's listening in. I bind you in the heavenly places and on this earth forbid you to work with, communicate with, make contact with anyone on this earth or in the heavenly places to work divination against any person that's listening again, in against Dorothy Carruthers and her family, against this program, against our families or the families of each person who's listening in or each person who's listening in. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break every word of death, word of iniquity, curse, assignment, satanic ritual that is spoken over this program and over the listeners and over, over myself and Dorothy and everything that concerns us. In the name, power, blood, and by the authority of Jesus' name, and, Lord, I ask tonight that you be glorified in every life in Jesus' name. I pray that if anyone's listening in and they don't know for certain if they've been born again, that they'll be born again, Lord, through the words of this teaching. Lord, I thank you and praise you that you sent your word to heal us. And, Lord, I thank you that you are the word. Lord Jesus, you are the living word of God. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will come and set your people free tonight. In Jesus' name or whenever they listen in, in the name of Jesus. Um, This is uh, basically on the fruit of pride and on conquering pride, which is the greatest sin. And it's the greatest sin because uh, just as Jesus is humble, Satan is proud. And it's the greatest sin because when we allow pride to manifest in our life, we're manifesting the character and nature of Satan. When we humble ourselves to deny ourselves, to choose God's way over our way, then we manifest the character and nature of Jesus, which is humility, meekness. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble, and you shall find rest for your soul, for my burden is light and my load is easy. And so it's the greatest sin because when we uh, are alive to our flesh and we're doing our own thing, we are letting the character of Satan manifest through us, which is pride. That's his personality, just as humility and meekness is the personality of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fruit of pride, to explain fruit, is if you plant corn in a garden, you're going to get a plant with bunches of ears of corn, with hundreds of kernels of corn, and that is the fruit of that seed that's been planted in the garden. And so there's fruit, uh, pride has fruit that manifests, and tonight we'll be talking about the fruit of pride. The dictionary definition of pride is inordinate self-esteem, an unreasonable conceit conceit of one's own superiority in talents, beauty, wealth, and accomplishment. And, you know, as I'm reading this or as I'm teaching this, if you'll be repenting over each thing that convicts your heart, you'll get a great deliverance. You know, I've been in deliverance ministry for 35 years, and deliverance is just James 4, 7, give yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. 
And any area that we violate the word of God, we've got a demon problem. You know, over the years, I've heard many people say, well, you know, you have to, you have to violate the word of God more than one time to get the demon problem. No, all you have to do is disobey and you open yourself up to demonic spirits. And I've been in the deliverance ministry for uh, 34, 35 years, and um, there's many repercussions of sin in our life. Sickness, death, uh, depression, uh, confusion, and many other maladies that come with sin in our life. In fact, if we give ourselves to God, resist the devil, he has to flee. In fact, as I'm teaching this, this message, if you'll be repenting as I teach the message, you'll get a great deliverance. In fact, even before I tell the demons to go at the end of this teaching, they have to leave. And so some other definitions of pride is superiority of talent, beauty, wealth, accomplishment, rank or elevation of office, which manifests in lofty airs. It's uh, to distance yourself from people. Uh, it's reserve, uh, often in contempt of others. It's insolence, which is a rude treatment of others. And you can think, well, you know, I don't treat people rude, but sometimes in restaurants, uh, I've had I have to really watch myself because. You know, my whole life I had to wait for everything because I grew up and my parents had a business and I had to wait till they came home. I had to wait for this. I had to wait for that. And and this is an area where I can get impatient. And the Bible says it's better to be patient than haughty. And so uh, we can r- treat people really rude in restaurants. We can, pe- we can treat waitresses and, uh, rude. And so God doesn't want us to pe- have rude treatment of others or to be in contempt of others. A pride means a generous elation of heart. It's a noble self-esteem springing from the consciousness of worth, elevation, loftiness, decoration, ornament, beauty displayed. It's splendid show, ostentation, which means to make a display in vanity. It, it means boastful, fond of presenting one's uh, endowments or works to a, often an, in an advantageous light. It means to be showy or gaudy, uh, intended for vain display, uh, just to be a proud person, an arrogant person, it, it, which is the act of quality of taking much upon oneself. Um, it's that species of pride which consists of inexorbitant claims of rank, dignity, uh, estimation, or um, power which exalts the worth or importance of a person to an undue degree. It means proud contempt of others. It means conceitedness, presumption, which is bold and confident to excess. You know, I've always been a person that's been too bold bold or bold, and um, I'm just now realizing, you know, because the scripture says the godly are as bold as a lion. God wants us to be bold under his power and under his anointing i've been bold in the flesh and this is something that god has convicted me of we're supposed to be bold when god tells us to be bold and we're supposed to keep quiet when god tells us to be quiet and i guess of of any sin this has been my greatest sin and you know pride is like an iceberg you you can repent and cut it off at water's edge and some more floats up uh, basically, when Jesus died at Calvary, and praise God he did, he died to get the devil out of us. And so uh, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, um, 
it says that when Adam lived 130 or 120 years, I believe it was 120 years, he had he created a son in his own image, and he had been created in God's image. And so when he sinned in the garden, he lost God's image, and he received the image of the beast. And so, um, so at salvation, uh, praise God, God wants to deliver us from um, the image of the beast. But also, but pride means conceitedness, presumption. Um, it means supposition of the truth um, or a real existence of something uh, without direct or positive proof of the fact but grounded on circumstantial or probable evidence which entitles us to it to believe blind or headstrong confidence um, unreasonable and um, unreasonable adventurousness it means adventuring to undertake something without reasonable prospect of success, unreasonable confidence in divine favor. You know, because parents model for us a picture of what God's like, I always had a, an, an, an unreasonable confidence in God's divine favor because my parents always favored me. And it took um, going through some things for God to show me that he wasn't pleased about some things, especially pride. Uh, it means rash confidence, willfully done, with bold design. Um, it means um, proud or disdainful, having a high opinion of oneself with some contempt of others, to be lofty and arrogant, supercilious, which, should be, which means to be dictatorial, lofty with pride, overbearing, uh, to be dogmatic with an air of contempt, Manifesting pride and disdain as a haughty walk in the spirit uh, through failing to deny yourself and to give up your life. Uh, the Bible says that God knows the haughty from afar. So, you know, if we have a problem sensing God's presence, it could be pride that's blocking us from feeling God's presence because it says that God knows the haughty from afar, and that's those who lift themselves up. Proverbs 20, verse 21 says, Proud, haughty, scoffer are all those who act with insolent pride. Pride is the very nature and character of Satan. In Isaiah 14, verse 13 through 30, um, and I'm not going to read all of it, but you can make a note of that. This is what Satan said. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of the assembly, and I, 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 will sit on the recesses of the north, and I, I, I will be like the Most High God. And you can see how many eyes that are in that passage. I added some, but, you know, uh, pride basically is self-centered. Satan is king over every area that we walk in the flesh through refusing to deny our life or dying to our life or giving up our life. And, of course, God's not talking about committing suicide when he says, you know, you have to give up your life that you might find it in John 12, or you hold on to your life and you'll lose it. And so um, it's just a picture of us choosing God's way over our own way. In Job 41, speaking of Leviathan, in verse 15, it says, His strong scales 
are his pride shut up as with a tight seal. Uh, he looks on everything that is high. He is king over all the sons of pride. And so wherever we exalt ourselves, wherever we refuse to deny ourselves, we allow Satan to be king over our lives in that area. And those who exalt themselves, the Bible says, hate the Lord. Psalms 83, verse 2. And be sure to be repenting as I'm reading these scriptures. For behold, thine enemies uh-huh. make an uproar, and those who hate thee have exalted themselves. And some of the obvious ways that pride manifests itself is in pretending or um, um, denying. You know, sometimes people to cope with, with pain, they'll deny a problem exists it, uh, through lying. The Bible says that Satan, Lucifer, is um, that he's a liar. Uh, covering up for others when they do wrong or covering up for myself when I do wrong, uh, sh- uh, sweeping things under the rug. You know, some people won't, are not so non uh, they won't confront and they'll just stuff it and they won't deal with it or they won't talk about it and they'll just sweep it under the rug and that's where it stays. stays. And it'll end up making you very sick when you do that at some point in time. Uh, God doesn't. God tells us that we're to speak the truth in love. He tells us that when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, that if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Pride manifesting in uh, having a religious spirit. You know, the church is full of people that believe in Jesus. The Bible says the devil and his demons believe in Jesus. Uh, they believe in Jesus and a religious person with a religious spirit will just uh, deal with their outward appearance and never deal with his, their heart issues. And the Pharisees are still around, and that's those with the religious spirit. And churches are full of people with religious spirit. In fact, uh, Leonard Ravenhill says only 2% of church members are actually saved. Um, Billy Graham recently, I heard, he said that only 5% of the people that come forward to receive Jesus at his, at his crusades are saved. And, of course, Howard Pittman says only 90% of church members are lost. Uh And so if you're a person that's never been born again, um, you need to be born again. Uh, There's more to, I mean, it starts with receiving Jesus as Savior. But in uh, John 2, Jesus said there were many people that believed on him, but but, but he, because he knew people's hearts, he wasn't giving himself to them. And so if, if there's never been a time from the time you accepted the Lord that you weren't willing to give up your flesh and deny yourself, you can't follow Jesus unless you are willing to walk the walk of dying to yourself or giving up your life or turning from your way to go God's way. You know, I accepted the Lord in 1958 at a Billy Graham crusade, but I wasn't saved. And I accepted the Lord. I kept, Nothing changed. I kept cussing. I kept smoking. I kept telling dirty jokes. My life never changed. But five years later, I was born again just through reading the Bible. My sister was going through uh, uh, some problems, and I wanted to help her, so I started reading the Bible, and I read the whole New Testament before I realized that something had happened to me. And when I got to 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5, where it says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. Uh, that then I, I thought that I knew that's what happened to me, 
And about a week after that, I was standing in my kitchen, and I can tell you I was facing east in a little town, little Texas town called Lavernia, Texas, and a curse word came out of my mouth. And I said, God, that doesn't sound like anything a Christian ought to say. And God delivered me 54 years ago from from profanity. And so I knew that everything about me was different, and I'm still a work in progress. You know, when I first got saved, I thought I probably did God a favor. But the more I walk with God, the more I wonder why he even saved me. Because um, the the more you walk with God, the more narrow the way becomes. And things that you thought was okay to do back in your earlier years, you see, they're not okay. The Bible says there's a narrow way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. And so you're, if you just uh, deal with your outward appearance, and don't deal with hard issues, you have a religious spirit or you're, you're uh, legalistic or you have a, you're a Pharisee. And, you know, Jesus condemned the Pharisees. Another way pride manifests is through concentrating on your outward appearance um, in refusing to take accountability for your sin. Are you a person that blames others when you go through a problem? You know, I know people that uh, probably I've known for, goodness, 30, 40 years, and I've never heard them say they're sorry maybe more than two or three times in all of that uh, all that time. God wants us not to blame shift because when we blame shift, we're not dealing with our own issues and we don't change. But God wants us to change from glory to glory, and we do that as we deal with our heart issues. Another way, uh, and so God wants us to each take accountability for our sin Confess it to God, and the Bible says that he'll forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Another way that pride manifests is when we put other people down. You know, God doesn't want us to put other people down. He wants us to esteem others better than we esteem ourselves. Uh, Another way pride uh, manifests is through nitpicking others, picking people apart, just looking for something that's wrong with people. God doesn't approve of that, and that's one of the major roots, I think, to eye problems is By your standard of measure, it's measured back to you. I have a friend who I teach with at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp, and she says something that's so true, that when you judge other people, you're writing a purchase order for that very thing to come to you. Uh, Another way pride uh, manifests is through criticizing and condemning others, through perfectionism and being a person that's performance-oriented. You know, a perfectionist... has a problem admitting a mistake because um, it's hard to, it's hard for them to admit they're wrong. It's hard for them to say they're sorry because if they admitted they were wrong, then they wouldn't be perfect. There's some people think that they have to be perfect to be loved or to be acceptable or they have to perform. And this usually comes in through people having parents that love them based on their performance. Another way pride manifests is through comparing ourselves with others. The scripture says um, that when we compare ourselves to other people and measure ourselves by ours, we're not wise. Refusing to make it right with another person, refusing to admit you're wrong, refusing to say you're sorry, uh, some jobs are beneath you. You know, if you want a job bad enough, you might can get a job cleaning the toilet if you think that's beneath you. But let me tell you, if you need a job, doesn't matter what the job is, it's a job. Praise God. The Bible says if we don't work, we don't eat. Uh, Pride manifests in rebellion, having to be in charge or to be in control. 
You know, some people are controllers because as children, the only way they could keep their world of chaos in order would be to take control. And so there's people out there that want to control you. And God doesn't want anybody to control you except him. He is the one that's to control us. Ashamed of your position in life. Uh, another Another thing, it manifests in shame. I think you should be doing better. Of course, we all should be doing better. But if we're legalistic, we have a tendency to think we're loved based on our performance. And, you know, the best way for you to change is just to get on the potter's wheel. And that's a picture of presenting your body to God as a living sacrifice or walking in the spirit or obedience or surrender. And, you know, God's the potter, and the Bible says we're the clay, and our clay's full of junk. And so... Uh, he wants us to do the one job he has for us, that's to be the clay that yields to the potter, and the potter does all the work, where a legalistic person is trying to turn the potter's wheel and do it himself. Another way of pride manifests is through being a showed-off, uh, wanting to be noticed, or you don't want to be noticed. I remember in 1978, my daddy gave me, uh, he told me to go down to the Cadillac place and buy me any Cadillac I wanted, and he'd pay for it, and he did. And I bought the most beautiful car, and it had, um, it was a white Cadillac Eldorado, and it had gold wheels. It was the most beautiful car, and I just wanted that car. I just enjoyed that car for myself, but I didn't want anybody to see me in it because I thought that I would be judged and that people would reject me. And you see, that's just as much. Uh, well, let me back up a little bit. I would, uh, I would go to a particular church and I would park about a mile down the road because I didn't want anybody to see my car because I feared if they saw my car that they would reject me. And that was just as prideful uh, as it would have been if I'd have drove the car right up in the front of the church and wanted everybody to see me. You know, so sometimes wanting, not wanting to be noticed, don't want to be noticed. Sometimes people are too quiet, too timid, which is all pride, where people are too brash or too boastful. That's pride. Um, You don't want to be noticed or you want to be noticed. Uh, Saying you don't care when you really do care or saying nothing's wrong when something is wrong, making vows, you know, saying I'll never forgive you, I'll never love you, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never. When we make vows, we're really turning to false gods. Having to be seen in the best car, uh, best clothes, vanity, think your way's better, uh, being competitive. The Bible says that selfish ambition is earthly, demonic, earthly, natural, and demonic. Uh, you don't want to go with the flow, so you try to change everything to do it your way. Thank you no more than your parents. Thank you no more than others. Uh, don't do as you're told because it's not important to you. Um, doing what seems best to you, not being considerate of others. Uh, pride manifests itself in thinking that you're too good or no good. You know, when it's all about me, it's pride. Others are beneath you, not giving credit where credit's due, being jealous, envious, having a hard heart. Uh, You know, hardening your heart is one of the roots to heart problems. It's another route to constipation. Uh, Think you don't need anybody. Uh, Vow that you don't, you know, you don't need anybody. What you do is you build walls around your heart, which is one of the roots to constipation, to a hard heart. Uh, if you shut other people out, you don't let other people in because you have a fear of being hurt, which is also pride. Uh, retreating uh, into isolation or silence. 
refusing to tell, refusing to listen because you're a know-it-all. Always have an answer for everybody. Um, refuse to receive prayer for deliverance. You can't let other people think you're not perfect or you that you have a problem. Have to do it yourself. You want others to think you're perfect and already healed. You refuse to be transparent or vulnerable. Um, you refuse certain friendships. How about saying, you know, I can't believe so-and-so did this or I can't believe so-and-so did that. You know, it's it's by the grace of God that you and I don't do a lot of things that we do. And when we judge somebody, guess what? We're setting ourselves up for that to happen to us or one of our children to do those things or somebody that we love. Or how about saying, never mind, I'll do it myself. You know, that's really issuing out of pride. I don't need anybody. Um, You know, my dad, because he left home when he was 16 years old and he was one of nine sons and he was riding freight trains when he was 16 because his daddy made him leave home. Because of his pride, he wouldn't humble himself and ask for forgiveness, but he just left. And uh, his attitude was, I don't need anybody. Um, uh, They need me more than I need need them. And that's the wrong attitude. But I had a wonderful dad. I'm just using that as an example. I can do it better than you. I'll show you trusting yourself, rationalizing, justifying, turning to yourself for uh, protection, self-idolatry, defending yourself, being too loud, too quiet, talking too much. You know, there's people that just run off the mouth constantly. You can't even get a word in edgewise with them. Excessive talking. The scripture says where there's an abundance of words, transgression is unavoidable. I can remember a time in my earlier years that if I went out to eat with somebody, I talked so much that I came away feeling condemned, and I praise God that he's delivered me from that. Being argumentative, boasting, wanting to be honored, feeling insecure with what you know, so you change the doctrine uh, so it'll fit to prove that you're right or it won't work. Uh, Having to prove you're right and and accusing others. Uh, You have to fight to stay on top, have to be the top dog. And you probably can name some other manifestations of pride. But the Bible says the humble get grace not the proud. Grace is the the power of God to live for God. Um, It's unmerited favor. It's getting what you don't deserve. Um, And so God says the humble get grace. I need grace, and so do you. In Hebrews 4, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we might receive help and mercy in time of need. And there's a throne of grace I can go to, and at that throne of grace I get strengthened, confirmed, established, and perfected. And when I go to the grace, when I go to God with my problem or whatever uh, is going on in my life, when I go to God with it and find out what he's trying to teach me through the problem I'm going through or through the suffering that I'm going through, when I humble myself, I can go to him. When I don't go to the throne of grace, I come short of the grace of God, And I receive a root of bitterness. And bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for someone else to die. Bitterness will open you up to cancer and sickness. In fact, at the root of cancer is unforgiveness and bitterness and rebellion. And so there's a throne of grace I can go to to get strengthened, confirmed, established, and perfected. But I have to humble myself to get there. 
And the reason I don't go to God is because uh, I have a perverted image of him. You know, there's some people that when they go through a problem, instead of going to God's throne of grace, they take a nosedive. They faint, want to give up and quit. And if they're married, they want a divorce. And these are people that have a perverted image of God because they grew up with parents that gave them a poor image of God the Father. God is nothing like our mothers and fathers. He's perfect. And so if I, if you and I don't go to the throne of grace when we have a problem, we'll be a fainter, we'll be a quitter, we'll want to lose heart and give up, and we'll receive a root of bitterness. And so whatever problems you're going through, um, go to God and deal with it at his throne. Um, God is not like your mother and father. You know, I don't want to say this. If, you're, if your mother and father were liars, then the lie is God's a liar. Uh, if your mother and father never had answers for you, the lie is God it won't give me the answers. If your mother and father didn't love you, the lie is God doesn't love me either. If your mother and daddy didn't want the best for you, then the lie is God doesn't want the best for me. And so if I have, if I believe those lies about God, I won't go to the throne of grace because I think it's hopeless. It won't do any good because God's like my mother and like my dad. And so if you're a person uh, that this fits, Go and deal with your mother-daddy issues. Forgive your mother and father for all those things and ask God to remove the lie you believed about him. And then you'll run to the throne of grace and you won't be a fainter or you won't, give, you won't want to give up and quit every time a problem comes up. In James 4, 6, it says, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. First uh, Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in, pro- in the proper time. It's an irreversible and immutable and unchangeable law of God that in, in, that in every way we walk in pride, we'll be humble. Uh, he's able to humble the proud. Proverbs 29 verse 23 says, A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. Daniel 4.37 says, And I'll just kind of back this story up in Daniel chapter 4. But uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and Daniel interpreted it and uh, told him that the kingdom would be removed from him. Twelve months later, Nebuchadnezzar was standing on his balcony, and he was uh, bragging on himself, boasting about uh, the great great, um, kingdom of Babylon that he had built. And God said for this day he removed the kingdom from him, sent him to the wilderness where he was covered with dew, his hair grew like bird feathers, and his nails like bird claws. And after that period in the wilderness of God humbling him, and, you know, we all have wildernesses we go through, and I thank God for the times I've gone through trials that have brought me to the place of of wanting to honor God and bringing me to the place of knowing the truth that set me free. But when Nebuchadnezzar uh, came out of that wilderness, wilderness experience, in Daniel 4:37, he says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the king of heaven, for all his ways are true and all his ways are just. He's able to humble all those who walk in pride. God tells us to humble ourselves. Uh, you know, sometimes we won't say, Oh, God, make me a humble person. But God, in every situation, he gives me the opportunity to humble myself. And, of course, if I won't humble myself, he will humble me like he did Nebuchadnezzar. Isaiah 2, verse 17 says, 
and the pride of man will be humbled, and the loftiness of man will be abased, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Job 40, verse 12 says, Look on everyone who's proud and humble him, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Matthew 23, verse 12 says, And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Isaiah 2, verse 11 through 12 says, Proud look of man will be abased, and the loftiness of man will be humbled, and the Lord will be exalted on that day. And, of course, it's, it's talking about the day of the Lord. There's going to be a time when the Lord Jesus appears back upon this earth and catches up his bride. Um, and it says, and the Lord will be exalted on that day. Now, now I'm not talking about where the church just disappears. Uh, you know, that rapture teaching is an erroneous teaching. There is a rapture, but it will be after the tribulation of those days. If you'll read Matthew 25, I believe it's in Matthew 25, it says, and after the tribulation of those days, then will come the, the coming of the Son of Man, and then he'll catch us, uh, us up to meet him in the air. And I'm telling you, we're living in days in America that if certain people uh, don't get in, uh, I believe that judgment is coming upon America. And uh, I believe that, um, well, I don't even need to go there, but you need to pray that God will lift up someone that's not a part of the One World Order. One of the candidates is One World Order. The other one isn't. And that's why uh, that's why the news media hates a particular candidate because he's not One World Order. And uh, Anyway, that's all I need to say about that. But you just pray that the Lord will be glorified and that he will raise up the one that he wants, the president of the United States. You know, God says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal this land. But it says, and the Lord alone will be exalted on that day, nobody else. The Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against everyone who is proud and lofty and against everyone who is lifted up that he may be abased. In every area where we walk in pride, there will be no grace. In any area where I'm trusting myself or something else, there will be no grace. And uh, some examples of this. You know when I trust substances to function, uh, if I'm addicted to something, I'm trusting and not trusting the Lord, if I'm trusting my performance, there's no grace. If I'm trusting substances, uh, there's no grace. If I'm, cr- if I'm trusting uh, my own works, there's no grace. Um, trusting myself, there's no grace. And so uh, God gives grace to the humble. Pride manifests itself in unbelief. Pride and unbelief go together. Habakkuk 2.4 says... Excuse me. Behold, as for the for this proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by faith. The Bible says that whoever comes to God, believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Pride manifests in lying lips. Psalm 31, verse 18 says, Let the lying lips be dumb that speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. <clears throat> pride manifests itself in foot and leg problems. 
Psalm 36, 11 says, Let not the foot of pride come upon me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. Pride manifests itself in mouth problems. Psalms 50, verse 12 says, On account of the sin of, of their mouth and the words of their, their lips, let, let them be caught in their pride on account of the curses and lies which they've uttered. Psalms 101, 5 says, Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, I will destroy no one who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart will I endure. Psalms 75, verse 5. Do not lift up your horn on high, which your mouth. Do not speak with insolent pride. Pride manifests itself in neck problems, being stubborn, stiff neck. It says in Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, there are graceful wreaths about your head and ornaments about your neck. So when we listen to our Father, God the Father, and some of you, uh, you know, also listening to your earthly father, but some of us, of us didn't have earthly fathers that we could listen to. But God said, if you listen to your Father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching, indeed it will be a graceful wreath about your head and ornaments about your neck. God gives you a beautiful necklace. He gives you beautiful ornaments. But when we have pride, it says in Ezekiel 7.20, and they transformed the beauty of his ornaments into pride, and they made the images of their abominations and their detestable things with it. Therefore, I will make it an abhorrent thing, abhorrent thing to them. So you can even wear God's necklace through through being through hum, humbling yourself, or you wear a pride necklace. Not only does pride manifest in neck problems, but also in eye problems. Psalm 73, verse 6 says, Therefore pride is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. The imaginations of their heart run riot, and their eyes bulge out with fatness or swell out, which means <clears throat> which means to swell out, which that's one of the roots to glaucoma. So having a pride necklace, it says, and it says, the garment of violence covers them. And that word uh, "garment" in the in the Hebrew means the attire of a harlot. To be, you know, a spiritual, a physical harlot. We already know what a physical harlot is: a person that sells herself for money sexually. But a spiritual harlot is a person who prays a prayer to receive Jesus, and their heart goes after other lovers, and we commit spiritual adultery. So this pride necklace. And the garment of violence is a, is the attire of the harlot. And it says the imaginations of their heart run riot. Their eyes bulge out with fatness, which means to swell out. So that's one of the roots to glaucoma. There may be other re- reasons. But uh, at first, um, first John two sixteen says, For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father but from the world. In Numbers 12, it's speaking of Moses, it says he was the most meek, humble man uh, more than any that lived on the earth. And it says his eye was not dim, nor was his strength abated. He was still in full strength. Proverbs 21, verse 4 says, Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked is sin. And, of course, the Bible, the Bible says that the eye is the lamp of the body. So when the eyes are full of sin, which is another major route to to um Eye problems, haughty eyes, and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked is sin. You know, the answer to our problems is in God's word. You can find 
uh, answers by looking up your symptoms in the Word or looking up the body part. Isaiah 5.15 says, So the common man will be humbled, and the man of importance abased. The eyes of the proud will also be abased, which means to be brought low. Uh, Psalms 18, verse 27 says, For thou hast saved an afflicted people, but haughty eyes thou hast abased. Pride manifests in stumbling. Proverbs 16, verse 18, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Jeremiah 50, verse 32 says, And the arrogant one will hum, will stumble and fall, but with no one to, li- to raise him up. And, and I shall set fire to his uh, cities and devour all his envi- environs. And, of course, when Jesus talked to the disciples in Matthew 5, he said that he said he was the light of the world, but he told the disciples, he said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So this scripture says when we're arrogant and prideful that God will destroy our cities or set fire to our cities. Pride manifests in scoffing. Proverbs 21, verse 24, proud, haughty, scoffing are all those who act with insolent pride. Pride leads to apostasy, which means to fall away from what you believe. Also, it leads to spiritual drunkenness. I've written a book on spiritual drunkenness called called, uh, Drunkenness, Is It a Blessing or Curse? And, of course, I'm talking about spiritual drunkenness. God pours out a a spirit of drunkenness upon people who are spiritual harlots. He pours it out upon the harlot, person that's committing spiritual adultery against their bridegroom, Jesus. Because when we enter into a covenant relationship with Jesus, we're going to be the bride of Christ. And if our heart goes after other lovers, we've, we've committed spiritual prostitution against uh, our bridegroom, Jesus. And, of course, this drunkenness movement is God pours out drunkenness upon the harlot. In my little book, um, I, I, put, I use every scripture in the Bible on drunk, drunken, sober, alert, and there's not any scripture that that uh, validates the drunkenness movement. In fact, God says, "Be sober for the purpose of prayer." And um, and so, pride leads to apostasy, of falling away from the faith, and also to spiritual drunkenness. Uh, Isaiah 16 verse 6 says, "We've heard of the pride of Moab, excessive pride, even of arrogance, pride and fury. His boast, his idle boasts are false." Jeremiah 48, verse 26, make him drunk, for he's become arrogant toward the Lord. Moab will wallow in his vomit and will become a laughingstock. Pride manifests in vanity. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 12, it, says, it talks about people who take pride in appearance, but not in their heart. Um, wandering from his commandments, uh, Psalms 119, verse 21 says, that is rebuke the arrogant, the accursed, those who wander from thy commandments. Prideful people are arrogant against the righteous. They fought against the righteous. Uh, Psalms 119, verse 85, the arrogant have done pits for me, men who are not in accord with thy law. Psalms 119, verse 122, be surety for thy servant for good. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. Psalms 140, verse 5 says, The proud have hidden their traps for me and cords. 
they have spread their net by the wayside. They have set snares for me. Pride manifests in strife and contention. Proverbs 28, verse 25, an arrogant man stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will prosper. You know, the scripture says that Leviathan, which is the king over the sons of pride, he laughs at the rattling of the javelin. Have you ever been in strife with maybe with your husband or with someone else and get in the bathroom, you being the one that thinks you're so spiritual, and you start biting the devil over the house and he doesn't leave? It's because I'm being arrogant because I'm in strife. And, and so I don't have any power over the devil if, I'm, if I've reared myself up in pride. James 3 verse 14 says, But you, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and lie against the truth. For this wisdom is not from above, but it is earthly, natural, and demonic. And pride gets us turned over to a depraved mind and to the character and nature of Satan. Uh, a depraved mind is another word for Alzheimer's, this dementia. And that can, this can be uh, one of the causes of, of Alzheimer's disease and dementia. In Romans 1, verse 22, it says, <clears throat> Professing to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Then God gave them over to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, and, and that their bodies might be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped the creature rather than the creator, rather than the creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions, for their men exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, and they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, so God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things that are not proper. You know, if, if as believers we're not going forward and overcoming, we get overcome. The promises of God are to the overcomer. And so if there's ever a time in your life when you say you're a believer, but you go backwards instead of forward, you get turned over to a depraved mind, which is one of the roots to Alzheimer's. King James says a reprobate mind. But that includes dementia, mental problems. And, of course, nowadays people... Are, are on so much medication that many people don't know what town they're in. Or they don't know if down's up or up's down because of so much medication that they're taking. Uh, if you're taking any medication and you're, li- and you're hearing my words right now, you better look up the side effects because prescription drugs is the number four or five killer of people in the United States. The first killer of people in the United States is heart disease. Second is cancer. And three and four is medical mistakes and prescription drugs is the number three and four killers of people in the United States. And that's not even, you know, uh, illegal drugs is not even in that. Uh, and it says in, in uh, Romans 1 that, that, uh, that when we do exchange uh, the truth of God for a lie, it says, being God, it says being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, uh, their gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And though they know the artists of God, that those who do such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they give hearty approval to those who practice such things. Um Alcoholism, deception, lust, poverty, gluttony, discontentment, 
uh, and pride go hand in hand. Habakkuk 2.5 says, Furthermore, wine betrays the haughty man and he, so that he does not stay at home. He, he enlarges his appetite like Sheol and, and is like death forever, <clears throat> never satisfied. He gathers to himself all nations and collects him, to himself all peoples. Love is not arrogant. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag, nor is it arrogant. Pride causes to be cut off and uh, be rejected. Leviticus 23, verse 29 says if there's any person who will not humble himself on this day, same day, he shall be cut off from the people. And humility will revive and strengthen our heart. You know, the Bible talks about a sad heart, hard heart, um, uh, arrogant heart, heart trained in greed. There's 800 scriptures on the heart. And if you just look up those scriptures and repent over those scriptures, you probably can have your heart healed if it needs healing. I've repented over all 800 of them. And, uh, and what I mean by that is if you read a scripture and it says... Um, having an arrogant heart. Lord, forgive me for having an arrogant heart. If it says hardening your heart, Lord, forgive me for hardening my heart. Repent over each scripture. In other words, take each scripture when you're reading the scriptures and make it a prayer of repentance. The Bible says if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so, uh, and I'll just say this, is this is how, um, God heals me is is I read the word and I repent over it, whatever the problem is. If it's a body part, I look up the body part. Uh, if, it's, um, if there's no body part to my problem, I look up the symptom of whatever I'm going through, look that up, and then pull them all up on a, you know, you, in a concordance or uh, have a computer Bible. And I recommend esword.com. That's little e dash capital S W O R D. That's a free uh, online Bible program. They give you one. I think it's they give you a King James version for free, and then you can add programs to it. And um, you can pull up all the words, and then just repent over each one. Uh, forgive your forefathers for committing the same sin. Break generational curses. Break soul ties with them. Because the Bible says the sins of the parents are passed on to the children to the third and fourth generation. And so so just repent over the word because the Bible says that he sent his word to heal you. You know, you can go to the world for answers and they just put a Band-Aid on a spiritual problem, but you look in the word of God and you can find out why you've got what you got, why you're sick if you're sick, why you've got heart trouble if you have heart trouble, why your feet hurt, why your knees hurt why your arms hurt, why your shoulder hurts, why your neck hurts, looking up all those scriptures, why your heart hurts. Uh, If you don't forgive, the Bible says you're turned over to the tormentors. And that's a whole different teaching. Uh, Psalm 69, verse 3 says, The humble and seated are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. Psalms Psalms 10, verse 17 says, O Lord, thou hast... uh, that has heard the desire of the humble, thou will strengthen their heart, thou will incline thine ear. 
pride causes us to get scattered. Luke uh, 1 5, I'm sorry, Luke 1 51 says that he, um, he has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. And a, and a person that's scattered is a person that's kind of disjointed or like a, uh, when I say scattered. Uh, in fact, deliverance ministry is gathering those that are scattered. Pride can be the cause of leprosy. Second Chronicles 26, verse 16 through 20. Uh, it says, when he, he, when he became strong, his heart was so proud that he acted corruptly and he was unfaithful to the Lord, his God. And then it goes on to talk about Uzziah with a censer in his hand uh, for burning incense. He took this into the temple and he wasn't to do this, but he was enraged. And he, um, it says, and while he was enraged with the priest, the leprosy broke out on his forehead um, before the priest in the house of the Lord. Pride opens us up to sickness uh, in Second Chronicles 33, verse 25. But it's talking about King Hezekiah who got sick. It says, but Hezekiah gave no return for the benefit he received, for his heart was proud. Therefore, wrath came on him and on Judah and Jerusalem. So just read all of Second Corinthians chapter 3, and you can see what happened to him. Um, another fruit of pride is destruction. Uh, Proverbs 15, verse 25, it says, The Lord will tear down the house of the proud. Uh, another thing that uh, fruit of pride is baldness in various other conditions. Isaiah 3, verse 16, it says, Moreover, the Lord said, Because the daughters of Zion are proud and they walk with heads held high, that's the church members, and seductive eyes, and they, and they walk along with mincing steps and ankle bangles on their feet. And then it goes out to say that God says he'll pluck out the scalp of the daughters of Zion because of pride. And, you know, I've had so much pride in my life, it's a wonder I have a hair on my head. But I thank God for my hair and his mercy. And the benefits of humility is that he'll regard you. Uh, Psalms uh, 138 verse 6 says, For though the Lord is exalted, he, yet he regards the lowly. But the haughty he knows from afar. Um, he will exalt you. Job 17, verse 4. Thou hast kept their heart from understanding. Therefore thou will not exalt them. James 4, 10 says, Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. You'll inherit the land. Psalms 37, verse 34 says, Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. But the wicked will be cut off. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. You'll be honored. Proverbs 4, 8 says, Prize her, prize wisdom, and she will exalt you. And she will honor you if you embrace her. You'll get your prayers answered. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Uh, another blessing from God, if we humble ourselves, is salvation and liberty of speech. Job 22, verse 29 says, when you, when you are cast down, you will speak with confidence, and the humble person he will save. 
God teaches us his way and leaves us in justice if we humble ourselves. Psalms 25 verse 9 says, He leads the humble in his way and teaches the... Lead, I'm sorry. He leads the humble in justice and he teaches the humble his way. We'll have prosperity. Psalms 37 verse 11. But the humble will inherit the land and will be delighted and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. We'll have wisdom. Proverbs 11 verse 2. When pride comes, then comes dishonor. And with the humble, there's wisdom. We'll have God's attention. You know, there's many of you listening right now who never had the attention of your parents and you maybe have been an attention getter and wanting everybody to get, give you attention. But God says that he, he watches over you. In Isaiah 66, 2, my hand made these things. Thus, all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But to this one I'll look, to him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at my word. And it perhaps, and the next promise is, perhaps you'll be hidden in the day of judgment. Zephaniah 2, verse 3 says, Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have carried out his ordinances. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you'll be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. And there's going to be a time when God's judgment comes upon this country. Um, the wrath of God is going to be poured out. But if we're walking in obedience to the Lord, even though we might go through things, we won't be going through the wrath of God. Uh, and you'll have a refuge. Um, Zephaniah 3.12 says, but I, will leave, but I will leave among you a humble and lowly people, and they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. And, I'm, and you'll find rest for your soul. Matthew 11:29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble, and you shall find rest for your soul, for my, my burden is light and my load is easy. Uh, your heart will be revived. Isaiah 5:57 verse 15 says, For the Lord says to the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy, I dwell on a high and holy place, also with the contrite and lowly of spirit. And... <clears throat> in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the tribe. And you'll be preserved is another promise. Uh, Psalm 31, verse 23 says, O love the Lord, all you his godly ones. The Lord preserves the faithful, and he will recompense the proud doer. You'll have blessings. Isaiah 40, verse 4 says, How blessed is the man who's made the Lord his trust, and who's not turned to the proud nor those who've lapsed, lapsed into falsehood. You'll receive a greater grace. James 4, 6 says he gives greater grace. For, therefore, he says God is opposed to the prayer. prayer to, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God will be on your side. If God's for you, who can be against you? It says clothe yourself with humility toward others. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so the way you conquer pride is just to continually, in every situation, choose to humble yourself by turning from your way to God's way. And so for those of you who are listening in, I'm going to lead you in repentance, and then I'm going to do a, a mass deliverance. And then if anybody needs prayer, you can call in, and I'll give you. We'll, we'll, I'll get, we'll pray with you. Um, so if you're listening, pray with me now, Lord, in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me 
for being a proud person. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask you to give me the grace to humble myself in every situation. And, Lord, sometimes I don't even realize I'm rearing up in pride, but I ask you to remind me every time that I get into pride that you'll show me, Lord, and I'll repent, I'll confess my sin. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for haughtiness and arrogance in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for unbelief and doubt. Lord, in Jesus' name, would you please forgive me for um, having a hard heart? Lord, would you please forgive me for being competitive? being a show-off, being too loud, too quiet. Um, forgive me for rebellion and shame. Forgive me for thinking I'm too good for certain jobs, refusing to say I'm sorry, refusing to admit I'm wrong. Forgive me for refusing to make it right. Forgive me for holding unforgiveness toward people. Uh, forgive me for being jealous and envious and comparing myself. Forgive me for criticism and condemning others, nitpicking others, putting others down. Forgive me for refusing to take accountability for my sin, concentrate on, concentrating on outward appearance. Lord, forgive me for pretending and denying and lying. Forgive me for not being willing to deny myself. Lord, forgive me for... Um, um, Lord, if I'm not born again, I want to be born again. I invite your Holy Spirit to come in and possess my body. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior and my Lord. And, Lord, from this day forward, I want to deny myself, take up my cross and follow you. And um, forgive me for lying, covering up for others, covering up for myself, having a religious spirit. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for um, being a show-off, wanting to be noticed, being an attention getter. Saying I don't care when I really do. Forgive me for making vows. Forgive me for idolatry. Uh, God, would you please forgive me for wanting to be seen in the best car, the best clothes. Forgive me for vanity, thinking my way's better. Forgive me for competition, uh, uh, being competitive and dishonest. Um, Don't want to go with the flow, change up everything to go my way. I think I know better than my parents and other people. Forgive me for not doing what I've been told thinking it's not important. Uh, Forgive me for doing what I think is best, not being considerate of others, being rude. Lord, forgive me for thinking I'm too good, that others are beneath me. Uh, Forgive me for not giving credit where credit's due. Forgive me for having a hard heart, rearing up, being high, lofty, arrogant, exalting myself, exchanging the truth of God for a lie and worshiping the creature rather than the creator. Lord, forgive me for retreating into isolation or silence, refusing to listen because I've been a know-it-all, thinking I always have the answer. God, forgive me for um, refusing to receive prayer for deliverance. Forgive me for the pride of not wanting others to know that I'm a mess. God, forgive me for refusing vulnerability and transparency, refusing certain friendships. Uh, forgive me for saying I can't believe so-and-so did this or that or I would never Uh, forgive me for saying never mind I'll do it myself thinking I do things better being a show-off trusting myself forgive me for rationalizing justifying protecting myself turning to self-protection God forgive me for defending myself being overly loud overly quiet timid shy brash uh, boisterous Forgive me for talking too much about myself, excessive talkiveness, 
being uh, argumentative, wanting to be honored. Forgive me for feeling insecure in what I know and and creating a doctrine as to why it's right or it won't work. Uh, God, forgive me for having to prove that things are right, accusing others, uh, trying to prove I'm right. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for being conceited, supercilious, dictatorial. Uh, God, forgive me for um, vanity. Uh, God, in Jesus' name, forgive me for letting Satan manifest through me. Forgive me for inordinate self-esteem, unreasonable conceit in my own superiority, in talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank, or elevation of office. Forgive me for for, uh, distancing myself from other people, holding unforgiveness. God, forgive me for contempt of others, insolence, rude treatment of others. For God, forgive me for uh, self-serving, a noble self-esteem, springing from consciousness of worth, God, forgive me for a um, splendid show being ostentatious, uh, making this flow from vanity, presenting myself uh, and my endowment uh, in an advantageous light, being showy, gaudy. Uh, God, forgive me for being proud. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for um, having contempt of others, being conceited, presumptuous, uh, fleshly boldness, blind or headstrong confidence, unreasonable adventurousness. Uh, Forgive me for for undertaking things without reasonable uh, prospect of success. Forgive me for unreasonable confidence in divine favor, rash confidence. Forgive me for being willful, haughty, disdainful, having too high an opinion of myself, being lofty and arrogant, overbearing, dogmatic. Uh, Forgive me, Lord, for refusing to deny myself. Being a, forgive me for being a proud, haughty scoffer, insolent pride. Forgive me for having a, being self-centered, exalting myself, letting Satan be king over the areas that I walk in pride. Lord, I make you king over my life today. Forgive me for hating you, exalting myself. Forgive me for rebellion. Forgive me for being anti-Christ. Lord, I come to your throne of grace by humbling myself to receive mercy and grace and to help in time of need. Forgive me for all the times I didn't come to you because I thought you were like my mom and dad. I ask you, Lord, that over the next days you show me the judgments I made on my parents that have kept me from going to you. Lord, I humble myself before you. I clothe myself in humility in the name of Jesus. Lord, I choose to humble myself. I present my body to you, Lord, as a living sacrifice. Forgive me for exalting myself, which has caused you to humble me. 
forgive me for being performance-oriented, trying to do it myself, trying to be legalistic, trying to keep my own rules, which are not your rules. Lord, I just want to get on the potter's wheel and do what the clay does, rest on the potter's wheel while you, the potter, conform me and fashion me into what you created me to be. Forgive me for unbelief and doubt. Forgive me for lying lips. Forgive me for pride, which has caused feet and leg problems. Lord, I ask you to take the foot of pride off me in the name of Jesus. I ask you to heal my heart, strengthen my heart. Forgive me for running off at the mouth, talking too much, slandering my neighbor, being a gossip, lifting up my horn on high, speaking with insolent pride. Lord, forgive me for not listening to my father's instruction and forsaking my mother's teaching so I could have a graceful wreath about my head and ornaments about my neck. Forgive me for transforming the beauty of your ornaments into pride and making the images of of my abominations and my desirable uh, and my detestable things with it. Lord, I want your necklace. I ask you to take off this pride necklace, the attire of the harlot. Forgive me for committing spiritual adultery against you, my bridegroom. Forgive me for pride that's caused my eyes to bulge out with fatness, to swell out. I just come against cat. I just come against glaucoma, and I command glaucoma to leave me. Forgive me for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life. Forgive me for not being meek. Forgive me for being haughty, which would cause you to abase my eyes, bring them low. Forgive me for the pride that's caused me to stumble. Forgive me for being a scoffer. Forgive me for apostasy. Lord, forgive me for spiritual adultery, which has made me a spiritual drunk. I renounce Moab, excessive pride, apostasy. Forgive me for taking pride in appearance and not in my heart. Forgive me for wandering from your commandments. Forgive me for plotting against the righteous. Forgive me for contention and strife. Selfish ambition, arrogance. Lord, would you forgive me for uh, professing to be wise and becoming a fool and exchanging the glory of the incorruptible God for an image and form of corruptible man and four-footed animals and crawling creatures, which would cause you to give me over to the lust of my heart to impurity. Uh, and my body to be dishonored among them. Forgive me for exchanging the truth of God for a lie and worshiping the and serving the creature rather than the creator who's blessed forever. <clears throat> Lord, forgive me for uh, this sin of pride that would cause you to give me over to degrading passions. Forgive me for exchanging the natural function for that which is not natural. Forgive me, Lord, that I hadn't seen fit to acknowledge you any longer. I acknowledge you now. Would you remove the depraved mind, Alzheimer's, dementia from me, Lord, in Jesus' name? A depraved mind, a reprobate mind. Lord, forgive me for unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder. Forgive me for strife, deceit, malice, being a gossip, a slander, a hater of God. Forgive me for being insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventor of evil. 
disobedient to my parents without understanding and trustworthy and merciful. Forgive me, Lord, that I've known that people who do these things are worthy of death, but I've not only done them, but I have given hearty approval to those who do those things. God, I ask you to forgive me in the name of Jesus. Forgive me for perfectionism. Forgive me for the pride that's puffed me up. Forgive me for not walking in love, breaking your covenant, which has caused me to be cut off and rejected. God, um, I ask you to strengthen my heart, revive my heart, um, heal my heart in Jesus' name. Forgive me for pride that's caused me to be scattered. Lord, I gather each person who's listening from all the places where they've been scattered. Lord, forgive me for pride that could cause leprosy or sickness to my body. Forgive me for pride that's brought destruction to my life. Forgive me for pride that's caused you to tear tear down my house. Uh, Forgive me for pride that's caused me to um, devise. Uh, walking with my head held high and seductive eyes and going about with mincing steps in the name of Jesus. Lord, I take accountability for all these sins that I've confessed. I forgive my forefathers for committing the same sin. Lord, I take accountability for whatever happened to me in the loins of my forefathers all the way back to Adam and Eve. Lord, I ask you to start with Adam and Eve and let your cleansing blood flow down through my bloodline washing away any ground Satan's had in my life through the sins I've confessed. I break generational curses, soul tie curses, cultural curses. I break soul ties with my mother and father and forefathers. I call back my soul and my human spirit from them, cleansed, sanctified, and made whole by the blood of Jesus. I send back their souls and spirits to them. I exchange their image for the image of Christ in Jesus' name. And I command every spirit to leave every person who's listening in right now in Jesus' name. I command every demonic spirit to go, all spirits of pride, arrogance, boastfulness, haughtiness. I command the spirit of Leviathan to go in Jesus' name. I break the power of drunkenness. I break the power of fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, anxiety, tension, stress, nervousness. I command you to lead each person listening in. I command all spirits of arrogance, haughty eyes. I command spirits of cataracts, glaucoma, leave now, macular generation. I command you to leave the eyes of each piece of person that's listening. I command blindness to go. I command sickness, disease, cancer to go. All spirits of infirmity, you have to go. All spirits of baldness, spirits of unbelief and doubt, lies, lying, anger, bitterness, resentment, hatred, murder. I command spirits of selfishness and greed to go. In Jesus' name, I command self-centeredness to go in the name of Jesus. I command every spirit that that came in through any sins that have been confessed to leave each person that... Uh, Listening out now in Jesus' name. Just take a deep breath and blow out in Jesus' name. I break your power over every life in the name, power, blood, and by the authority of Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Now, if anybody wants special prayer, if you'll call in to 646-595-4784 and press 1, I'll be happy to pray for you. And remember to listen in on the first and the third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, You know, uh, uh, Abiding Life was started in 1978 by my late husband, and uh, we've been in deliverance ministry for um, 34 years and um, continue to teach seminars. And if you live in the Dallas, 
Fort Worth area or Duncanville or Arlington area, uh, I have a monthly seminar, in fact, next Saturday. It's the second Saturday of each month. starts at 10 o'clock, and it's free. And if you'll just uh, go into my website, jerrymcgee.com, and you can sign up for my email, and I'll send you a flyer. I'll also be in New York, Pennsylvania, September the 29th through October the 1st, and I'll send you a flyer for that. Um, and also, I'm... Um, I'll send out notices of when I'm going to be on the radio and other radio shows. Uh, If you'd like uh, to schedule a seminar in your area, if you will email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net, and Jerry is G like George, E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E at sbcglobal.net. If you have a question, uh, you can email me there. You go into jerrymcgee.com. And you can sign up for my uh, for my email. Also, if you'd like to contribute uh, to give a gift to the ministry, you can uh, you can donate online. Also, um, the lady that sponsors this program, her email address is dchurchy1 at hotmail dot com. I think that's right, Dorothy. I hope I got it right. Um, but anyway, be sure and listen in again if you'd like. Uh, like I said, if you'd like to schedule a schedule uh, a seminar in your area or a meeting in your area, then email me. Or if you have a question, you can email me. And if you go on my website to jerrymcgee.com, you can. Um, there's free articles you can print out. There's free CDs you can listen to with deliverance prayers. There's books you can order. Uh, there's a book called Curling in the Land, uh, preparing for deliverance. Actually. You can um, go through that book and get deliverance just listening. There's books I've written on grief and on rejection and on how to reset uh, negative reaping patterns. And, um, and I'm at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp. You can go on there, lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com. I'm there every holiday. So if no one calls in, I'll be, uh, we'll be closing here. And and I just thank you for listening in. I hope you'll uh, tune in again um, on the first and the second. I'm sorry, the the first and third Tuesdays of each month from six to eight p.m. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and give you more peace. God bless you, Jerry. We just had someone raise their hand. Call in and raise okay. their hand. Okay. Jerry, code eight. You're. Hi, my name is Diana. Uh, Hi, Terry. I was just listening. My name is Diana. Hi, Diana. How can I pray for you? I just was listening to your program about pride. Okay. Did you get some deliverance when we prayed? I really do believe so. I can't hear you. Can you talk a little louder? I really do believe so that I have... Um, that I have received some deliverance from your prayer. I almost threw up. Praise and, God. Um, almost everything that you had spoke about, including like pain in my foot and leg, uh-huh. almost everything you talked about just struck a nerve with me tonight. Right. Did your leg and foot get healed? 
I can actually feel my toes for the first time in almost three months. Praise the Lord. See, the answer to all of our problems is in God's Word. And we, we go to the world for answers, and God never said he sent folks to heal us. You know, he certainly uses that, but if you want to be permanently healed, you go to God and God and, and his word. Amen. Is, is there any other way I can pray for you, or do you feel like you got the deliverance you needed today? Well, um, it just feels like I'm not even sure where to start, but I definitely know that... Um, this pride has really been an issue. And before that, I think it all came in with fear. It okay. came in along with fear. And just just having this, this fear to admit that I was having issues and fear to say that I was less than good and so I think I built this wall of pride around me and that it has been just subtly growing and growing and I I didn't recognize it until a couple weeks ago and then when I heard your message tonight it was like 98% of everything that you said was that has been going on. You see, the Lord will set you free. When I first taught this message probably in 2006, all, just about all those definitions of pride I had, and when I went back after all those years to reteach this message, you know, uh, I saw how much God had already delivered me from so much. I still am, I am a work in progress, as we all are, but I see that all... I mean, I didn't get the conviction I, I got the first time because it was like, oh, my goodness, all those definitions of pride fits me. But, you know, hair problems have to do with pride, eye problems, and, uh, goodness, so many problems. Well, well I, just break, I break the power of fear over you in the name of Jesus. All spirits of fear and torment, I break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for your conviction. I thank you for setting this precious one free. I ask you to touch her in a greater way. And Lord, I pray for both of us that as we walk on these next days, that you'll remind us every time we're in pride, that you'll remind us, Lord, and we will choose to humble ourselves. Because you tell us to humble ourselves, and we just don't want you to have to humble us, Lord, because we're stubborn. We ask you to open our ears to hear, in Jesus' Thank name. Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, you. and God bless your ministry. I, I love your show. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, thank you. You are a wonderful sister in the Lord. Oh, you are too. Bless you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Is there anyone else, Dorothy? Doesn't seem to be time. Okay. And those who are listening, be sure and be sure and go into my website and sign up for my for my emails. Uh, I don't send a bunch of you know. I just basically send notices and 
when I can, I, I try to send daily thoughts of encouragement because, but because of some temporary problems I've had with my eyes, I haven't been able to do so. But I'm going to get that going again. And uh, also, if you'll sign up by going to jerrymcgee.com and sign up for my emails, um, uh, we'll send out flyers of where we're going to be and, and uh, of our meetings and, and the times we're on the radio. But anyway, thank you for listening in. I hope I hope you'll listen in again the first and third Tuesdays of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 